What Are You Made Of? It's Mike C-Rock. Welcome to What Are You Made Of? Every episode of this podcast is centered around building ourselves and the people in our lives to reach our full potential. I hope that the experiences and stories of success from these conversations can give you rocket fuel to reach new heights and help you answer the question, What Are You Made Of? What Are You Made Of? I want to remind you that the Rocket Fuel book is available at MikeCRock.com forward slash book. That's MikeCROC.com forward slash book. Go get yourself a copy. And subscribe to the What Are You Made Of podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform. If you like watching these, it's available on YouTube at my channel, Mike C-Rock Scirocco. Now, enjoy the show. Welcome back to another episode of What Are You Made Of with your boy, the unstoppable Mike C-Rock. You can be unstoppable too. All you got to do is go read my book, Rocket Fuel, Convert Setbacks, Become Unstoppable, with a forward written by Grant Cardone, who talks about what Rocket Fuel has meant to him and his life and business. Go get that book at MikeCRock.com forward slash book, MikeCRock.com forward slash book. And today, guys, I have none other than Lexi Torero. She's an entrepreneur who has built startups, purchased and sold companies, and has transactional experience with financing restructuring, mergers, and acquisitions, specifically in the digital marketing industry. In addition, she works with Rockefeller Foundation, Google.org, Hispanics and Philanthropy, et cetera, and a few Latinx businesses. Now, I'm going to have to ask you what that means because I'm not sure of that and I've never heard of that before. So Lexi, welcome to the show. Uh, thank you so much, Mike. I really appreciate you having me. And uh, you know, I'm just here to share my story and so we can get to know each other a little bit better. So Latinx is the new gender neutral terminology for Latino or Latina. Oh, okay. Makes sense. Got it. Got it. A lot of different trades and organizations are using it differently. Latinx, just the entire community. Latinx, a little bit more millennial, but that's the intention behind it. It is creeping in through the mainstream, not completely there yet. Um, but if you go to a New York Times article, you'll definitely see it show up there. So uh, interesting terminology. Uh, well, excuse my ignorance. Excuse my ignorance on that because I hadn't heard that yet. <laughs> so so we start the show with the tradition of asking our guests the question, what are you made of? I love that question, by the way. And I actually had to give it a little bit of thought. But uh, what I'm made of is uh, New York City grit and hustle. Being born into immigrant parents, I'm the first generation here born in the U.S. in New York and just saw them strive and work so hard and, you know, had their own businesses. They were entrepreneurs and didn't even know it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Very, it's a very popular word now. They were just trying to survive. So, you know, I knew early on that I didn't want to work that hard the way that they did. I wanted to work smart. I wanted to love what I did. Um, so that's what, uh, that's what I made of. I remember just, you know, being a kid, my teenage years, you know, having the job in the city and getting all dressed up and, you know, hitting the subway. And it didn't matter if it was pouring rain, it was snowing, it was like, you know, whatever, five below. And, um, you know, just doing that hustle every single day, nine to five. We live in a very different world now, but um, that was a big part of my career early on. So I feel like it's, um, it's definitely made me who I am and, um, and then all the crazy stuff that I got myself into <laughs> from a career perspective. But New York City is a big part of me. I love it. Where are your parents from, by the way? They're Cuban. Cuban. Okay, awesome. And they didn't go to Miami first? They actually went to Miami first. I was going to say, because it's right there. <laughs> yeah. So the process was that they actually had to go through Miami first um, and they had to, you know, figure out the documentation. They were lucky enough to, you know, I'm like, they were able to fly from Cuba to Miami. 
the government on purpose separated my parents. They gave permission to my dad to go to Spain. They didn't give him, you know, permission to come to the U.S. And my mom had to come, you know, by herself with her parents and my two older brothers. And they they did it on purpose just to screw with the families because right. they wanted to leave the island. So um, parents went through a really hard time being separated almost over a year and a half. Wow. But wow, then, man. They, they were in uh, they were in Miami for a short, for a very short time. Uh, they had family in New York that was going to take in uh, my mom and my grandparents and my brother. I wasn't born yet. <laughs> gotcha, <laughs> so gotcha. that's why they came up to New York. And then when my dad came home to New York, you know, shortly thereafter, I was born. My dad was really happy to see my mom. <laughs> yeah, I bet. I bet. They had some good times. <laughs> All right, we'll leave that there. So how did you get involved with the Latinx business? Like, did you... Were you one of the ones that saw this opportunity with the fact that the general neutral thing was coming and it was it was definitely something that was going to be hitting mainstream and a lot of people were going to be concerned with that? Yeah. How did that come about? So the Latinx thing is really new. Um, so my background's in finance and Wall Street. So I worked for a small boutique investor relations firm, and it was such an eye opener to me. I met with, um, worked with, excuse me, you know, some of these brilliant minds, and I was going to school at the time trying to pursue education. And when I started to learn all things, you know, Wall Street, the capital markets, I was just, I I was just amazed by it. So my boss at the time, he goes, look, I can see that you're incredibly curious. Um, I think that you're great at it. You get it, you know, make sure that you study it. I would read the Wall Street Journal almost every single day from front to back. He gave me books to read. He would throw me in meetings with our clients. And these were CEOs and CFOs of public companies. Um, so early on, I had all of that exposure and experience, and I worked there for a very long time and started to evolve with my career and spoke up in meetings, you know, more and more. And I'm like, oh, have you thought about, you know, this strategy, this idea, this is what's relevant. And probably about a good, you know, eight years in, and I'm like, you know what, this is amazing to me to see how these companies can scale and how they can raise money and not even pay it back. I'm like, why isn't the Latino community doing that? It's just seeing my parents work so hard for so long and just not even knowing that this financial market you know, exists. So I started to play in that space. I started to do a lot of research. And then I told my boss at the time, I was like, hey, would you, you, know, would you be okay if I was able to pursue a couple of companies and maybe we can give them the same type of strategic advice that we give all of these, you know, small to mid cap, you know, companies that we represent. He was like, absolutely, you know, go for it. And then like fast forward, I had, I, um, I met someone who was in the news distribution wire business and I approached him. I was on him and on him. And I said, look, have you ever thought about selling your business? Have you ever thought about raising money? And he's like, no, <laughs> because in our culture, our companies are the way that we survive, right? Yeah. So we put food on the table. So having the conversation of somebody on the outside coming in, owning equity, or even the debt perspective, even if you're lucky to get debt, it's a culture shock. It just doesn't happen. And to yep. this day, there's still a lot of challenges. Well, uh, no, so, so before you go any further, excuse me for one second, pardon me for interrupting, but what do you mean they took capital and they raised capital and they don't even pay it back for my audience? Well, if you go public, you can raise capital. Give and, an equity up. And you have yeah, exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. of equity. So that's yeah. why. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. I just want to make sure there wasn't something I didn't know about. <laughs> and, and reading the Wall Street Journal, when you first started reading that, because you know, people, a lot of people listening, they're probably like, man, I'll, I tried to read the Wall Street Journal, but it's just like, uh, I can't get through it. Yeah. But, but what did you do to be able to get through it? Because if you read it and then wow. you're, you're not understanding anything, most of the times 
people do not study or they stop and quit reading books is because they, they didn't understand something they read right before that. I remember that there was this very simple investment guidebook that he gave that um, that my boss fan gave me. So I read that one, and man, for whatever reason, just the basics and the structure it just stuck with me. And then you know, just watching all things CNBC, even like Fortune magazine, I would read it from front to back, and I'm like, wait a minute, this is not very complicated. You know, it's you know, you have an idea. You put a management team behind it. You try to see if you can go out and raise capital, whether it's seed money or whether it's institutional money or whether it's a private capital. You know, you bring in a really strong team, you know, and I'm like, this is not rocket science. And then I, w- I also had the opportunity to go to actually some of these facilities that were manufacturing companies that we used to rep- represent. And then seeing all of that on the back end, I'm like, it was just, it was fascinating to me. I think now versus back then, you know, you have CNNBC. Um, so I think it's a little bit easier to follow and understand mm-hmm. um, what's going on in the markets, but you got to study it like anything else. Yeah. I think people shut down because, you know, they see something they don't understand. And they just shut down. Yeah. They don't, they don't yeah. explore it and they don't understand that the cure for insecurity in an area is knowledge. Right. Like that's the insecurities. Kryptonite is knowledge. Like you just got to learn it. Then right. the insecurities go away. Exactly. Some people freeze. And I've been in there in the past. Now I know better now, but I've been there in the past and I see people around me now that that freeze when it comes to something they don't understand or overwhelming instead of attacking. I'm an attack guy now. Are you like that? I am. I'm just like you. I don't stop. And I'm like, I don't even consider it work. I'm like, I just love what I do. So I'm just on the go on a mission. So I really enjoy it. You know, I think that for complex subjects, you know, do bite size. I'm like, and now we live in the world of YouTube. I'm like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, yeah. It's, you know, but but yeah, just bite size is probably what I would recommend and a couple of different sources if you're really interested into something. I know. I'm like obviously, you know, the financial s- sector can go in so many different directions, but yeah. understand the basics of it is power. Yeah, and I think that now the problem is there's too much information. Right. And it's overload, right? So I think that, you know, for me, what I've seen the best results with is to get a mentor, stick with that mentor or their camp and stick with that. Choose, find it, choose wisely, but stick with that camp and block out all the other noise until you're done and gotten everything you can out of that mentor. And then if there's other areas you want to look into, go from there. Because I've seen too, like I'm in personal development space, right? And I see people going and I'll I'll, I'll see them going to Tony Robbins. Then they're going to Grant Cardone. And then they're going to the next guy, the next guy, the next guy. And before you know it, they're, they're not doing anything. They're just like, they're consumers. They're just consuming all these things, right? Right. So uh, that reminded me of that when you said that. So how did you get to work with people like JLo and Maluma and all them? So um, I've been in the Latinx space for a long time because, you know, after Wall Street, I kind of, you know, pivoted into this Latinx space and created, you know, multiple, multiple media platforms. We created this uh, entity called Hispanicize and Hispanicize became the Latino South by Southwest. And that was a creation of mine and a very good friend of mine. Actually, the first transaction that I did um, and the financial space was uh, with this gentleman, with this founder. So within Hispanicize, we pro- you know provided this platform, and we had so many different celebrities, you know, come through. Whether they were performing, whether they were receiving some kind of award that we would you know give them, whether they were promoting a book or a movie or their new album. So within that space, we were able to meet a lot of different celebrities. Um, and then I have a special relationship with a company called Cinema Giants that was founded by my brother-in-law, Jesse Terrero. 
uh, and he's been in the space for 20 years plus. And um, he started off in music videos. He's done a couple of different, you know, content and, and shows and movies. Um, but his niche is music videos for Latinx entertainers like Jennifer, like Maluma, like Enrique Iglesias. So, so since I have the marketing background and expertise and he has, he's on the content side and working with some amazing people, we partner up on the brand side. And what makes somebody a Latinx entertainer? Uh, just Latino. Okay. Okay. Latino. Gotcha. Gotcha. But the people are using Latinx now going forward for everything rather than saying Latino, Latina. I wanted to take a quick break here to remind you that my book, Rocket Fuel, is available for sale now at MikeCRock.com forward slash book. That's MikeCROC.com forward slash book. Go get a copy and share it with your friends and family. It will change lives, guys. I will not let you down. Now back to the show. You can still use right. all three. I think that, you know, it's definitely a preference. But right now, just to use that one specific terminology, it's Latinx. And not everyone will use it, you know, depending on the publication. A lot of traditional journalists, they won't use it either. So it's a preference. Gotcha. Okay. Now I understand. All right. I'm clicking now. I'm clicking with it now. <laughs> yo, yo, now, it all. <laughs> now, now, if somebody comes to Flow Lab and they, they, they want to become a client of yours and let's say they sign on, right? What are the things, what are the, you don't have to get into a lot of detail, but what are the first few steps that you do with a company or an individual for, with Flow Lab? Oh, you know, we have a conversation. We, we always try to understand what their objectives are. How are they trying to connect? to the Latinx community. And then, you know, based on that, you know, we'll create a very customized program. I'll give you an example. Google.org came to us in September of last year. They put together a $3 million grant program. They were giving out $5,000 to 500 Latinx or Latino companies. And it was Texas, New York, and California. Um, and they thought just with one announcement saying, hey, community, you know, here's this incredible grant program. And there were like no applicants. So uh, through a really good uh, connection of mine, she came to me, she's like, look, you got to help out Google. You know, they've got this great program. No one is applying for it. So, you know, we sat down with Google, we tried to figure out, you know, what their objectives are. And we put together a customized program so they can actually go out into the community and we did that through specific digital networks that we have, through social media, because we have to trust our social media platforms. Like yourself, Mike. Mike, you mm -hmm. have subscribers that trust you with, you know, with who you're talking to and you know what you're telling them. Um, so you know, the landscape has changed very much. And so that's an example of how we work with Google. One other thing that we did with Google as well, the application process was a little bit cumbersome. So I said, look, for these small business owners, you know, you're talking about cost of acquisition. They don't understand that. Yeah. The owner, the barbershop, they don't know what you're saying. So let's simplify some of this. And boom, I'm like, within about a month, you know, we had over 2,500 applicants and the program was incredibly successful. So listen. Wow. So, you know, <laughs> what it looks like it comes down to period, bottom line, end of story is exposure, getting out of obscurity, letting people know about something, one, and making sure they understand it. That's it. You said to simplify it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And the, our key target market is the Latinx community. So just making sure that brands, you know, have a very easy, direct way to be able to communicate with them. I'm like, you know, our culture is changing tremendously. So we help them make those connections and meet their objectives at the same time. And so this group, I'll call it, of the Latinx community or what have you is growing exponentially, isn't it? 
It is. Oh and so, so businesses are starting to catch on to this over the past few years and saying, okay, now we got to make a shift because I'm in a mortgage business as well. And I'm a division manager for a large division. And uh, we have to really get to get with the program to get things in Spanish. Right. Like why are things not in Spanish? Like that's like a big sector of the market, you know? And uh, so. Absolutely. And, and most Latinos, the first thing that they do in order to generate wealth is home ownership. They understand that. The equity component of things, um, scaling their business, that's a little bit more complex. But the one thing that they do understand is home ownership. So that's something really key, Mike, for you to know. And it's not only Spanish speaking. It's also what we call the 200 percenters. I'm 100 percent American. I'm 100 percent you know, Latina as well because my, uh, yep. my upbringing. So there's different ways. And that's sometimes that's uh, a pitfall that, that a lot of brands and organizations go into. It's like, okay, we want to be able to target the Latino market. Let's just translate all of our stuff in Spanish. That's not enough. You got to do yeah. a little bit more. Again, go back, you know, go into those digital communities, you know, have events, whether it's virtual events now, because we're still in COVID, you know, during the pandemic. But um, it's a little bit more strategic than just translation. And listening. A lot of it's listening, right? Always. Because that's how you build the trust with the, is listening and then providing answers to what you're hearing. So you, before you were able to be successful with what you're doing, it sounds like you had to do a lot of trust building. Absolutely. And one of the ways that we did that is, is through that media platform that we created, which was an event. So you know, that's why I'm so grateful. It's such an incredible network that I have. But also, we help build that platform so other Latino professionals, especially in the marketing space, were able to build their network too. I heard it all the time. It's like, Lexi, we go to Hispanicize to make money, to see our friends, to celebrate, to understand case studies, what's working, what's not specifically in the marketing space. And now, Mike, everything is marketing. <laughs> it's like, it doesn't matter what, it, like if you're in the mortgage business, you got to figure out how to market it. If not, the business is not going to go anywhere. So um, it is all about, you know, your network. And again, very proud of what we built. And the legacy continues. I'm like, we sold the company a year and a half ago to NGL Collective, which John Leguizamo actually owns a percentage, mm-hmm. uh, has equity in that company. I'm still working with them. They keep me close. <laughs> Um, I'm sure. (laughs) (laughs) So the network is incredibly key. And, you know, it's nice that we were able to build something. um, So the credibility and the trust is there. I'm actually going to GrowthCon, 10X GrowthCon, Grant Cardone's thing next week. And, and uh, A-Rod and I don't know, I don't, I haven't heard J-Lo is going to be there, but A-Rod's speaking actually. That's amazing. We're hoping because Grant does these things where he'll announce the speakers and entertainers. And then you go there and then people like Floyd Mayweather just shows up out of the blue to speak and wow. Usher. And, and so we're hoping that we see JLo there. So uh, that, that'd be pretty cool. Quite a lot. So I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, if she's not there. And I think that, you know, what A-Rod has done with Jennifer and her enterprise and her business has been amazing. So I can definitely see her. Yeah. Two, splash. We're proud of our girl from the Bronx. <laughs> two power, two powerhouses. She does. She yeah. doesn't need A-Rod, by the way. She, she's. Oh. Gosh, She's a powerhouse, yeah. man. <laughs> but you know, one thing about me, I'm Italian, you know, basically half Italian, but I like, see, I have a mission. My mission, my purpose is all people are unstoppable to live in the life of their dreams. Now, when I say all people are, that means that everything that I do, I filter it through that. So having you on the show to get the word out about what you do is important to me, even though I'm not Latino or Latinx. We're very close to Latinos. <laughs> Italians. I, yeah, live, I live in a prominently Italian neighborhood. My son thinks he's Italian. <laughs> uh, uh, hey, hey, hey. 
very similar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but my point is, is that I love lifting others up. And so many people, and if you're listening to this show right now, guys, listen, when you lift others up, and that could be other, that could be other races, that could be other backgrounds, that could be other sexes, it could be other communities, whatever. When you lift others up, you get a power that, that, that I cannot even just describe to you that is very important to me. And that's why I say all people in that mission. And it's important for me to hear this and learn more about it so that I can make my determining decisions and actions and attitudes to go towards lifting this community up too. And so it's great that you came on today to share this. I'm proud to have the opportunity to be a part of that. And there's a lot of things going on in our country right now when it comes to race. And a lot of people will shut the door on it or they just close their mind up and they don't want to hear it. Oh, they're just complaining this and that, you know, and both sides, right? And that's not okay to me. So my mission, all people, all people are unstoppable is a big mission. And again, I'm glad just to have the opportunity to learn from you and thank you for sharing this stuff with me. How can my audience get further engaged with you? Uh, they can follow me on Instagram. It's LX Torero. I actually just made the account public, which is like weird. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm constantly monitoring it. But uh, Instagram, I'm mostly there. And I'm on LinkedIn as well, Lexi Torero. Well, let me ask you a question about that. You're in business and Instagram is a huge, huge, huge exposure area. Mm-hmm. What goes into the decision of public or private for you? So because I'm leading my own agency and people, you know, want to know a little bit more about me as I am creating opportunities, not only just working them or taking in clients, um, I think it's important for them to, you know, know what my little boring life is like. I'm like, all I have on Instagram is like pictures of my kids or like, you know, trips, things like that. But no, I'm like, you know, once in a while, especially when I feel inspired about something that I believe in and I'm supporting, whether it's other initiatives or programs. Mm -hmm you know, I definitely share. So I think being a leader in the community is probably what forced me to switch my account to public versus private. Yeah. I love that because leadership is influence. Exactly. And, and you're a powerhouse to be able to influence a movement. And I definitely agree with your decision, not that you care, but because now, and also throughout your day, when you're doing certain things, not to give up who you're working with necessarily, but Hey, I'm in the office doing this, this, and this so that people understand what's going on and getting that message out, man, that's powerful. It is. It is. And I'll see like from time to time, like certain things I post and all of a sudden I, you know, I receive an inquiry. Hey, Lex, it would be great for you to work on this. Or what do you think about that? And it's just, you know, very subtle, uh, subtle sharing, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. It does. uh, Yeah. I love it. I agree. I love it. All right. Well, Lexi, thank you so much for coming on the show. One last question for you. And that is, you know, I, there's no new things out there, but I just frame this concept of turning setbacks into rocket fuel. Anything that comes your way that slows you down, and I'm sure you've had your setbacks in your business. I'm sure you've had some very difficult days. Trust me. <laughs> yeah. So, so how do you basically taking all that, storing it in your tank where you can convert it to rocket fuel instead of your trunk where it weighs you down, and then you use that to become unstoppable? What has that meant to you in your life and going forward with your business? One of the things that I've just recently learned, and I actually took a page out of the book of Grant Cardone, is action. And it was funny, like there's all of these thoughts that kind of, you know, come across your mind, you know, all day long. And sometimes you try to convince yourself not to do it because maybe there, maybe you'll get a no, or maybe it'll be a challenge. And one of the things that I've actually learned from Grant, and I've only read one of his books, is action. And he's right. Um, Like just in the last couple of months, I'm like, I've taken so much action and I've seen the results from it. Also set the intentions on a daily basis. I set those intentions. 
I'm all about the mindset, you know, as well. So those are the three things that I really lean, uh, uh, lean into. And like, look, you know, we we're, we're all human, right? We have our good days, we have our bad days, but just 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 gotta be able to push forward. And especially when you get to this, you know, point in your career, you do have to follow your gut. Ninety nine percent of the time, it's right. So action, action, and then also people that are aligned with the same mission that you have. Man, that stuff is powerful. Yeah. All these amazing things that are out there. They're done and made by people. <laughs> yep. Yep. Even if it's yep. technology. So a uh, big believer in the right team. I, you know, I love that. And the beginning part of what you said, what fuels fear is time. If you take time out yeah. and you take, and you do action and you said something about propelling or moving forward or something, since I'm a rocket fuel guy, I have a, a saying thrust is a must. Thrust that. is a must. Now, some people think of it as a little sexual innuendo, but it's not that. It's just to get attention. But yeah. thrust is a must. It's all about moving forward fast, man. And and that's something that I always say to myself to keep going because I do. Everybody has fear, you know. And I'm on to some things right now that I don't know how I got into a tech product, for example, that's getting ready to launch. And I'm not a tech guy, but I, I got partnered up with the right people, and I'm scared shitless sometimes. <laughs> I hear you. I'm you know, so it's, it, but, like but there's early on, I'm like, what am I getting myself into? But I'm like, you know what? I took the action. I'm in it. I'll figure it out. And let's just keep moving forward. <laughs> and every successful person, the super successful, the super wealthy, unless they were born into it, all of them, I don't care who it is. All of them dealt with these same feelings and they just yeah. thrusted through. Exactly. So that's what you have to keep reminding yourself. So Lexi, I'm so honored and glad to have you on the show. Thank you very much for coming on. And, uh, you know, if there's anything I can ever do to help your cause, man, just reach out, okay? Okay, absolutely. Sounds great. Thank you again. Thank you. You guys have been listening to the What Are You Made Of podcast with your boy, the unstoppable Mike C-Rock. And I would, I don't give this title to everyone, but I think Lexi's an unstoppable person too. So we'll throw that out there for her as well. You guys have been listening to us, having some fun, chatting and dropping some bombs down here. Don't get mad at me, Bradley, for saying dropping bombs. Until next time, guys, be unstoppable. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of What Are You Made Of? Be sure to check my website out at themikecrock.com, themikecrock with no K.com, and let us know how we can help you or your business reach its full potential. Feel free to leave a review or follow me on social media, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and YouTube at Mike C. Rock Scirocco. Again, thank you for joining me and see you guys on the next episode. I want to remind you that the Rocket Fuel book is available at my website, mikecrock.com forward slash book. That's Mike croc.com forward slash book. Go get yourself a copy. Thank you so much for your support and your listenership. It means the world to me.